Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning and welcome in to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Why is Fodge is already disappointed a, in me? such a judgmental look I on his Derek, face right I've now. just had this built up in my head this entire time that you made the thumbnail loud noises so that you would start the show by screaming loud noises like the movie, and that's wow. just such a wow, missed see, opportunity. Is it, is, or is he just yeah, – like yeah. Jesse doesn't like predictability, right? You got to know – that's the thing is you don't know when that's coming, and it will come at any time. And, of course – uh, Fodge is not allowed on the show for the rest of the show now. So, of course, uh, we thank you guys for being here. Uh, I am your mayor, PHNX, occasionally known as Derek Montia. This is your vice mayor, occasionally known as Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Lance McCullers, huh, Derek? Uh, not a good day for not Lance a, McCullers. Not a great day. Uh, not, not a great day for freezing cold takes from yesterday's show about Lance McCullers dominating potentially against uh, the Phillies. That did not happen. Definitely might have been tipping his pitches as well. Of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, Charles Woodall Pike is about to say no fodge, and then I cut him off. Uh, everybody's saying hi to Fodge. I don't know why that's a thing, but of course. <laughs> Uh, yes, we are here with Father Overlord Jacob, Jesse, and myself. Uh, what a game that was for the Phillies. Uh, the Phillies dominated yeah. uh, in a way that I don't think anybody really expected to. We knew that playing at home, it was going to be something else. The crowd was electric. The mood, the feeling was electric. Uh, and Bryce Harper did not wait too long to pick up something on Lance McCullers Jr. Not only did he pick up on something, but in one of the most beautiful moments in television history, as far as sports goes, as far as baseball goes, John Smoltz just absolutely choreographed what we were about to see. Like he had the script in hand uh, talking about uh, it was Bryce Harper coming up to the plate that Bryce Harper is an early swinger, that he's going to be looking for a breaking ball. Lance McCullers uh, throws a lot of breaking balls, basically said he should probably try to fool him here with a fastball. Try to get one past him early because if he doesn't, loud noises, loud noises. And that's exactly what happened. And not only that, not only did Bryce Harper hit that two-run dinger, that that alone was enough for the Phillies uh, pitching staff to get past. But he definitely picked something up uh, and was sharing it with his teammates almost immediately, calling Alec Baum over while he was in the on-deck circle to share whatever piece of information it was. And a lot of people were hypothesizing that it was – McCullers tipping his pitches. Uh, there has been some breakdowns online that kind of talked about it. And Jesse, what were your thoughts on on McCullers and his disastrous night, historically oh, disastrous yeah. night? Yeah. So, so first of all, Lance McCullers was the first pitcher in MLB postseason history to allow five home runs in a game. He was also the first, like, to like, give wild. up three home runs in the first three innings or something like yeah, that. Like, probably. just making dubious history as he went along. And I, I think it, in some ways that says less about Lance McCullers than it does about Dusty Baker, who, after home run number four, was still like, I, th- I think he's got this. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I think he's going to yeah. bounce back and yeah. figure this out when uh, like, clearly Lance McCullers was not effective. 
Um, <laughs> my my favorite tweet was, were we going to see the first time in World Series history uh, where the manager is replaced in the middle of a game? Like the manager was just going to be fired and <laughs> replaced by an interim manager. Not with, not with Dusty Baker. Yeah, not, not with Dusty. Not Dusty Baker. But as far as tipping goes jacob do we have these do we have these screenshots in here so there's two there's two screenshots say which one do you want um i mean i don't really it just yeah just give me one and then we'll look at the other one so stop being difficult jacob so so here is a screenshot of what a lot of people thought revealed that lance mccullers was tipping his pitches i'm gonna like look really close at the screen because i'm blind and can't see right now but now I can see. Everybody, uh, so, everybody's focusing in there on the leg kick, basically, and, and the, the size of the leg kick. But a lot of players, a lot of other people have weighed in uh, that the batters typically pay more attention to the glove. Uh, right. The emblem right. on the glove, where the height of the glove is. And that's something that you can definitely see was was different in his delivery as well. Potentially, potentially. So so let's, let's just look at this screenshot for the moment. So on the right, you see like the high leg kick. And that's a breaking ball. And on the left, you see the low leg kick. That's a fastball. All right. Now switch over to the other screenshot. So we have high leg kick is the breaking ball. Now look at this. We have the low leg kick is now the breaking ball. And the sinker is the high leg kick. And the point being, and this is I credit John Boy with this research. uh, John Boy went through all of the pitches that Lance McCullers threw and yes, there are some situations where he does the high leg kick and some where he does the low, but there's actually no association no whatsoever between what, yeah, between what pitch he was throwing. You could look within a particular bat and say, oh, you know, in this at bat, it was, you know, curveball was was low and fastball was high or whatever. Um, but across the entire game, there was no correlation there that I could that I could find. However, what you said about his glove placement, his glove being in like a slightly that's different what, spot that's on what a slider. A lot, that's what a lot of people, including Pedro Martinez, were really picking up on was his the direction of the emblem. And as you can see here in the screenshot, that little red emblem in this case, but every glove has a logo typically there. And hitters eyes are usually drawn to that to try to pick something up. So what they were saying is that there was something he was definitely doing, whether it was the direction, the point. Uh, there was definitely, like you said, there there wasn't a whole lot of correlation to the leg kick at all. But the glove placement, you know, it it was kind of, you know, giving up some stuff. And, and it was kind of frustrating. I guess uh, it was kind of sad to watch McCullers be so frustrated because. Was it? Could, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it for this reason. You could tell that he knew he was doing something, but he has no idea what he's doing. Right. Yeah. Like that's one thing I was trying to explain to people last night. Like tipping pitches isn't something he's doing on purpose, nor is it something that he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I, I hope not. Well, because people, you know, I mean, like they, they almost think uh, it's like. Houston has such a a stigma about being cheaters now that they're like, oh, is he like on Philly's side? Does he have some money? (laughs) Like how how much does this cheating go? You know what I mean? So like uh, but John Smoltz with that prophetic call before it really was Harper came up was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I almost think of that more than I think of Lance McCullers tipping pitches, right? Because John Smoltz is a baseball mind. He's a he's one of the best pitchers to ever play the game. And he understands the game differently than even you or you or I, who just sit here and watch it, and, you know, and and do this show, right? Like he has such a high baseball IQ. He saw that he laid that out at bat out perfectly, knowing yeah. the tendencies of both the batter 
and the pitcher in that situation and knew what the chance was there for Bryce Harper to cr- jump on something early, especially a breaking ball, and kind of blow the game open early, and that's exactly what he did. And you can say what you want about the rest of the game, but to be honest, the the Phillies pitching staff doesn't get enough credit for what they did against this yeah. Astros lineup considering that they held them scoreless for the remainder of the game. Ranger Suarez, man. That he came, guy, he came in with a sub here? two ERA in the playoffs and he didn't allow a run over five innings. It was it was incredible. This yeah. Phillies, this Phillies pitching staff continues to be the thing that surprises me the most. Uh, Ranger Suarez did have a good regular season. He's better than I think a lot of people realized he was yeah. going into the postseason. Yeah. But this Phillies bullpen, they didn't even use Jose Alvarado or Sir Anthony Dominguez in that game last night. And they still didn't allow a run right over four innings of work in relief. So just incredible stuff all the way around for the Phillies. Um, Going back to what you were saying about John Smoltz in that moment, it reminded me of uh, Tim McCarver when the Diamondbacks won the World Series in 2001. Tim McCarver, the color analyst in that in that moment, literally said that Mariano Rivera, if he comes in on Luis Gonzalez with a cutter, is in danger of, you know, having Luis Gonzalez hit like a little bloop. And the issue was that the Yankees had brought the infield in, yeah. which made them especially susceptible to that sort of thing. And Tim McCarver literally just called yeah. that out right oh, before oh, it happened. God, so yes. um, I guess there's a reason that these guys get paid the money Very that they true. do to do what they Very do. It was, uh, it, impressive. They know this game. They know this game. But uh, uh, Chris brought up in the chat. T-Mobile is donating five grand for every home run in the postseason. Last night was a good was good for charity. It there absolutely was. Uh, there were a lot of home runs hit. Uh, it was but- also good for a guy who I don't remember which players it was, but there was a guy last night who bet on four different Phillies players to hit home runs, and they all did. And he put a hundred dollars on it, and Let's he go. won a hundred thousand dollars. I want to say it was on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'm pretty sure that's probably where it was. But uh, yeah. none was bigger than the Schwarber. Uh, home run uh, because apparently it caused seismic activity in the Philadelphia area. <laughs> Jesse, here's a seismograph uh, showing that exact time of when the home run was hit and the uh, seismic activity going on caused, I'm guessing, not just by the ballpark, but by every living, breathing human being in the city of Philadelphia. Are we sure? Are we sure that wasn't Astros players banging trash cans again? Oh, Jesse. Okay. Oh, just Jesse. Just that to was sure. low. That was <laughs> that was low. But uh, this is it makes me think of uh, the Seattle Seahawks when uh, when they caused a little earthquake. Yeah. Uh, when Marshawn Lynch uh, had that uh, that touchdown. Uh, also, we're calling that the quake rake. That's what we're calling the quake that. rake. The quake okay. rake. Kyle Schwarber's. Kyle Schwarber. Quake okay. rake. All right. Patent TM, TM, trademark. Uh, there was a hilarious quote, by the way, from Nick Castellanos, who really puts things into perspective about what's important in life <laughs> and what's important to him right now. And it's not his family. Uh, Nick Castellanos on playing the outfield said, a lot of times I find myself thinking about my wife or my kids or my mom. <laughs> For me, as soon as the postseason baseball started, it's like my mind has gone empty out there. And the only thing I'm focusing on is the baseball. <laughs> Another really interesting thing has been people describing Bryce Harper's routine as a hitter. Like they have said Bryce Harper focuses on nothing but his at bats, like his entire day. He goes and go go has this thing like before he's up to bat, he goes the inning before and goes hits in the underground batting cage. This man is obsessed with like watching film on the pitchers that he's gonna hit against and because right now, you know, being the DH and not being able by the way, this is a man who is not well enough still to play 
the outfield due to his injury, but he is just a monster at the plate when it comes to DH. And uh, the way that he kind of prepares for the game and prepares lately, his focus uh, sounds on the next level. You know, yeah. it really does. Uh, but he's uh, right now the Phillies are undefeated at home in the playoffs, six and zero. Uh, they are now eleven and three overall in the postseason. The Astros are eight and two overall, and we and have it's pretty similar. I mean, those are pretty similar records. Yeah. It's not like in the postseason the Astros are. You know, I mean, the Phillies have shown that they can beat the Astros when nobody else could in the postseason. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Bryce Harper is hitting three eighty two in the postseason at this point. Uh, he hit that home run yesterday was a six. He's hitting three eighty two, four fourteen, eight eighteen. That's his slash line. That's an 818 slugging percentage. Everyone good, good Lord. in the postseason. That's not that. That's not a mistake. Like yeah, that, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. yeah, that was a mistake. This one is not. Holy crap, man! Whew, what a beast! Uh, now Dusty Baker's managing has come into uh, question. We talked about that earlier, but yeah. Dusty Baker, who has still the most wins for any manager without winning a World Series, looks like. He might not win another one, potentially. I mean, is this series over after that onslaught yesterday, or do we still have ourselves a baseball series? I don't here? know. What What do you think, Mr. Astros in four? Oh, I what's, don't know. What's, what your, you, Mr. what's your updated what take? What about you, Mr. Astros in six? I want to <laughs> hey, know your hey, take. Mine is still possible. I don't right? care if mine is possible. I was drunk. I'm drunk most times, so it's not like... <laughs> You can never really take what I'm saying seriously here. That's, but, that's fair. That's uh, fair. I, I do think it's possible, though. Like, I do think my Astros and six thing is still possible. I wouldn't say I feel necessarily the best about it at this point, just no. seeing how great the Phillies have performed yeah. and especially how they've looked at home, you know, being six and oh at home in the postseason and still having two more home games coming up. I mean, the Astros are the team with their backs against the wall at this point, right? Absolutely. The Astros absolutely. Obviously, they have to win one of these next two games at least. Um, and even if they even if they do, even if these next two games are a split, uh, it still might be tough, you know, going back to Houston yeah. and having to win both of those games. Yeah. So uh, this Phillies team, man, I mean, they just keep they just keep surprising us. Like the moment you think that the Astros are showing their transcendence on the field, the Phillies go crank five home runs. Yeah, they, and it's like this, this game is not even close at this point. And uh, the Phillies seem to have all of the tools that they need in order to win this series. Uh, I, I'll, yeah, well, I guess maybe that's a segue to what we're talking about next, which is sad. Spoiler. But <laughs> uh, Yeah, no, man. I mean, that's uh, it, it's weird how one game can make you feel that, you know, uh, this is an aggregate scoring, so the yeah. runs don't carry over to the next series or next game or yeah, anything Yeah, at a certain like point, it was like, all right, I think you're going to win this one. Yeah, like, right. maybe save right. some of the homers for, for tomorrow. Well, and but. I mean, again, that not that kind of part of the Phillies' magic right now? Like, these guys haven't stopped playing baseball. It's a 162-game season. They had the extra series to get in as yeah. a wild card. They've had to kind of... Uh, gritted out going 11, you know, winning so far, they've played 14 games, right? In the playoffs on top of their 162. And somehow they seem to keep getting better yeah. every game as they go on. Right. It, I mean, like think about their path to get here, right? Like they beat the Cardinals twice. Mm -hmm. They was just two and zero against the Cardinals. They moved on from that series. They won three out of four against the Braves who are a team that a lot of people had going all the way. Reigning, reigning World Series champs. Yeah, and then they get the San Diego Padres, and they win four out of five. Yeah. Like, they, they just have dominated every series that they've played so far, and obviously the Astros have done that too up until this point, but I don't get it. I mean, it's just weird baseball stuff, right? Like, like in the I, NBA, yeah. you don't see the lowest seed 
come out and just run over right. all of like that just right. doesn't happen in other sports. Right. But in baseball, those kinds of things can happen. But that's why it's so much fun. And people just need to kind of embrace that aspect of it. Right. Yeah. Embrace the fact that this kind of changes baseball substantially, especially when you think about the top seeds typically winning so many games that they can t- kind of take their foot off the pedal sometimes at the end of the season, sure. rest some guys and whatever. But as the Phillies have kind of shown, playing baseball consistently and not really having too many days off has proven to work, yeah. at least for them, right? I mean, although they did have a lot of days off coming into this series, that's, right? Yeah, I mean, the true. Astros yeah, did too, but yeah. and then and then of course we had the the postponement of of the game earlier in the series, so there was also two days off there. We were robbed of that, we were robbed of that Halloween game. That is still that is still sad. It didn't seem like uh, people really had their costumes at the at the game last yeah. night, as far as I could tell. So uh, we didn't S, miss out on that. Or S Fourth Horseman says I think McCullers should get the World Series MVP if the Phillies win. I'm not opposed to that. That's, <laughs> especially if they just kind of win every game going forward because they get on such a roll after last night. Who knows? He lit the he lit the fuse. You know what I mean? But anyway. Jay says I'm just happy for McHale, yeah. which is which is fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah this, this is all this is all for McHale. I, I mean, the the there's day. one. The, the, you can say all you want about the you know things that the Phillies as a team have done on the field, their performance and their players. But the one thing that you can't deny is all of this has happened since I visited the city of Philadelphia. That's that's fair. And became that's the fair. mayor. Yeah. I became the mayor. They elected me on the street. It wasn't. It was, again, so easy. Like, sometimes you guys wouldn't believe how easy it is to just go in and declare yourself mayor of a place. But (laughs) anyway, Jesse has some wonderful stuff up over at gophnx.com. Not just him, but our entire staff here. So make sure to check that out. If you don't have a membership, sign up for a membership. You can get an annual membership, which will get yourself a free T-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. Get yourself deals, discounts for uh, being a member over at the phnxlocker.com as well. You can get yourself a month-to-month membership, and you will get yourself a first uh, month for just 50 cents. You also get access to members-only Discord, as well as members-only invites to some of our events. Of course, we thank you guys for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel right now. If you guys are here in the chat, uh, make sure to sign up, subscribe, uh, be here all the time, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live. Uh, and also like the show. That way I, I feel good about I feel good about myself. And then Jesse can not have to deal with me uh, and my emotional roller coaster of, of yeah, people like yeah. me. You know? it, it really is a daily I just, just want to be liked with you. so much. Uh, <laughs> but also, if you're listening right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, make sure to subscribe to us there and leave us a review, uh, especially, again, uh, if you want to make me feel good about myself and not have to put all that weight on Jesse's shoulders of, you know, getting me through this. Leave us a five He responds here. much better to your words than he does to mine. So my, my words at this point just don't really you're anything, you're, so. you're very mean to me in text messages. So that's, <laughs> that's <you> know, fair. <laughs> you never give me my flowers. But one guy who deserves his flowers is Christian Walker. Uh, he is the Arizona Diamondbacks sole gold glove recipient. And we knew he was going to be after the tremendous season he had defensively over there. Uh, no other, no other gold gloves on the team. Unfortunately, Varsho snubbed Brendan Donovan takes the utility, uh, award for which, God knows what, which reason. was a weird choice. <laughs> uh, had a feeling Mookie Betts was going to win right field, even though as Jesse yeah. pointed out, uh, Dalton Varsho had the same defensive metrics in, you know, 80 less games or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Basically they had the same amount of defensive value and Don Varsha did it in half the time. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be writing later today, uh, a story about, uh, Varsho being snubbed and how, uh, even though his innings total maybe wasn't anywhere near what Mookie Betts was in right field, 
he clearly, I think, is a superior right fielder. Um, I think the numbers make a pretty clear case for that. So, um, so yeah, if you're angry about Dalton Varsho, um, <laughs> may, maybe be. my maybe my article later today will sort of harness your anger. Um, Brendan Donovan winning the Utility Award didn't make any sense to me at all, frankly. None. Um, he he's a he's a really good defender. I don't want to take anything away and say you know he's a bad defender or anything. Um, I think the our expectation going into this was that with the Utility Award. Even though they're looking for guys who play multiple positions, they're they're gonna value qu- quality over quantity, yeah. right? Like they're gonna they're they're not gonna choose the guy who played six positions over the guy who played five positions, um, you know, just because he played more positions. They're gonna look at like, okay, who actually performed the best defensively? And I think both Dalton <laughs> Varsho and <laughs> Chris says, if we are angry, come on, Jesse, that's yeah, that's yeah, fair, that's fair. Yes, I I, I understand. Um, but yeah, just looking at the numbers, I think it's pretty clear that Tommy Edmond and Dalton Varsho, from a quality standpoint, were superior defenders uh, in that mix. I, I don't think Brendan Brendan Donovan played more positions, but I just don't think the numbers looked as good uh, from his standpoint. And, and looking at uh, Cardinals Twitter yesterday, it seemed like a lot of Cardinals fans were saying the same thing. Like, we're happy for Brendan Donovan doing this in his rookie season, but also it probably should have been Tommy Edmond. And, and I agree with that. I I don't think Dalton Varsho should have won the utility award. I think it should have been Tommy Edmond from the Cardinals instead of Brendan Donovan. Uh, but in right field, I think it probably should have been Dalton Varsho over Mookie Betts. And, and that's that's unfortunate yeah. to see that happen. Yeah, there's. I mean, it wasn't the only snub, right? And I think the thing that we see yeah. is the like, like Mookie Betts, you kind of see the bigger name win it, even if the defensive metrics don't back it up. Nolan Arenado wins his 10th straight National League Gold Glove. Uh, yeah. But like you suggested, uh, Pirates third baseman Hayes, uh, Cabrian Hayes. Yeah, Cabrian Hayes should have won the third base award in the National League. It's not it's not by a huge margin. Like, I don't think it's egregious to give it to Nolan Arenado. He has a defensive reputation for it's, a reason. It's like Mookie Betts. It's the same thing. It's not yeah. to say that he doesn't deserve it. But at the same time, yeah, there is... Uh, a lot of numbers that point towards somebody else being a bit more deserving. Right. Um, not And not the only one, right? There's uh, and, and as you pointed out to me, uh, voting for glove, Gold Glove is 25% based on Sabre Defensive Index and 75% based on votes for managers and coaches. So, yeah. again... It's not a baseball writer's thing. It's don't, not. Uh, don't heckle your, your baseball writer friends because they don't have any say in this. Um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have had a vote anyway, but (laughs) but yeah, but definitely, I mean, uh, managers and coaches, they might not vote with the defensive metric numbers, right? If you're a manager or coach and maybe you're not that well versed in in some of the metrics, you're probably going to be like, okay, Nolan Arenado is clearly an elite defensive third baseman and he, you know, has way more name cred than Cabrian Hayes. It's his 10th straight national gold glove award at third base um going back to all of his days with the rockies so uh yeah i don't think it's egregious but i do think it was a mistake i also don't know why vladimir guerrero jr won at first base in the american league that's my other one that um i'm not so sure about i think it should have been uh, arias from the from the minnesota twins so other than that i think most of the awards came out about as i would as i would expect them to uh i think we're gonna see Things change this season. I think the Arizona Diamondbacks know defensively who they are. I think they ah. know who is going to have, you know, I, I I think there is going to be multiple gold gold glove winners on the 2023 So team. So who That's could it be? Who could it be in 2023? Walker again. Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll. Yep. Okay. Um, Dalton Varsho finally gets his. Okay. Because now he has that uh, 
notoriety for being a defensive, a, a very well-versed defensive player. Okay. He plays several different positions. Maybe they stick him in some place where he can get, you know, more time there so that he doesn't have that yeah that utility maybe that utility option isn't there anymore but maybe he's you know solidly in there for right field yeah yeah if you if you play dalton varsho yeah that i mean that's another point i want to make like if dalton varsho had stuck the whole year in center field he i think he wins the gold glove over trent christian if he had played the whole year in right field i think he wins the gold glove over mookie Betts. it's just the fact that the d-backs like took advantage of his versatility and moved him all over the place yep. that that made it pretty difficult for him yep. to win. And he's close to that utility ward. I just think Tommy Edmonds' numbers were, were maybe a little bit better playing shortstop and second base for St. Louis. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you add Alec Thomas into that mix too. Alec Thomas, yeah. The D-backs could have... Wouldn't that be wild? They, they literally sweep the outfield in the National League for Gold Glove Awards. Let's Corbin Carroll and Corbin Carroll in left, Alec Thomas in center, Dalton Varsho in right. I like it. Christian Walker at first base. I, like I mean, it. that's that's pretty insane. I like it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Mark says the young king does need gold. He does. There he you does. go. He needs he needs all the gold. So, uh, breaking news, Jesse. Not really breaking news. I'm gonna put my thing up to my like this. Like breaking news. Uh, <laughs> OGs has agreed to a new deal with PHNX. Terms of hey. the agreement were released at the time of the agreement, but agreements have <laughs> happened, and sources close to the agreement say that the two sides agreed. And they said that they were immensely excited about the agreement, looking forward to the agreement, creating more uh, great content between the brands. We are very excited. I'm excited to be in that picture. That was a fun day. That was the day that Shane stole my keys, as we've addressed. Shane stole my keys. We are no longer calling it Derek losing his keys. It's Shane Diefenbach stealing my keys. But uh, as always, we are we can't wait to partner with OGs. We are excited for future events, all sorts of greatness, and of course. Uh, them dropping off plenty of product to appease me. Uh, yes, yes, the beer refrigerator has been refilled, and so has uh, the OG stash. So I'm very excited to be back at work, of course, for that reason as well. But make sure to check them out at your local dispensary. They are all about flavoring life. They're all about flavoring your life. Local brand, great to work with. And not only that, but they are the top-selling edible in the state of Arizona. So make sure to try them out at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Uh, guys, we want to hang out with you. We're, we're already bummed. We're already sick of this season keeping us away from the ballpark. And we haven't seen enough of you out at the Arizona Fall League game. So it's time for a meetup. Let's go. Join us at Sloan Park this Saturday for the Home Run Derby. Uh, the Arizona Fall League Home Run Derby is happening this Saturday. Tickets are just $5. Uh, but, but... Breaking news, Jesse. Ooh. Put the finger back up Ooh. to the air. What do we got? Breaking news. Our friends at Mountain Mike's Pizza just down the street at 84, uh, 849 North Dobson Road are offering to us and you guys 25% off of your bill when you mention PHNX and show your ticket stub from the Arizona Fall League Home Run Derby. 25% off. I did that for you. I made that happen for you. That's not 5%. That's not 10%. That's 25% off your bill. That alone is worth the $5 ticket to go to the Arizona Fall League game. That's fair. Check yeah. out the Home Run Derby and watch our guy Davison De Los Santos um, hopefully hit home runs. I mean, <laughs> we'll talk about that. But come on out and join us. It's going to be a great day. Uh, and we're going to have a lot of fun out there. So join us uh, in the outfield. Bring a glove, maybe. Um, Jesse's supposed to protect me. We'll see if that happens. But um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to sit like we're gonna have to be in the lawn. Yeah, like, trying to trying to catch some home runs. Yeah, 
Yeah, and the pizza, as Chris said in the chat, is elite over at Mountain Mike. So make sure to take advantage of that. Uh, I may have it on good authority, breaking news, oh my uh, that they are restocking their they're, they're all of their Four Peaks beers there. So Ooh. there'll be plenty of Four Peaks beers on hand for everyone to enjoy. Uh, and make sure to bring your ticket stub. Mention us. Mention these guys, PHMX, and you will get yourself 25% off your bill. Let's go ham. Let's have a good time afterwards and enjoy uh, a wonderful afternoon of hitting dingers and then go eat some pizza. Uh, we have your Fall Guys updates, y'all. Fall Guys updates. Is that $2.99 super sticker? Nice. Let's go. I love it. All right, pugs and hugs. No, 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 no. You got to read the sticker. Yeah, we got to read it. Okay, it says Shiba Dog with sparkles in his eyes saying my hero. Oh, <laughs> uh, and Ben says please don't call Derek daddy. You call me whatever you want. All right. If you guys are going to it's too late. You can't take it back. You can't take it back. But uh let's go Fall Guys updates. Look at these guys. Oh, those guys are adorable. I Fall love guys. It. Let's I go. Love it every time. Uh Jesse, as I mentioned, Davison De Los Santos will participate in the Arizona Fall League home run derby despite not having a home run. In 50 plate appearances. I think, is this the first time in like the history of home run derbies that someone has been elected without uh, actually hitting one? Well, here's the thing is uh, I've gone through the field here. And to be honest, I'm not trying to attack the eight player field that's been set. But there's <laughs> Are you no, a little underwhelmed. There's, there's no Jordan Walker in the lineup. Yeah. And that alone was enough for me to be disappointed. Right. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, not a lot of top prospects. There are a couple of names to keep an eye on. Uh, Cubs prospect uh, Matt Mervis, a.k.a. Mash Mervis. They're calling him Mash Mervis. So that go. means he has to he has to hit dingers. Right. Uh, as well as one of the Dodgers top prospect, Andy Pages are going to be uh, comp- competing in the home run derby. But you know what? It doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm, I'm there to watch guys hit dingers. And maybe this gets Davison De Los Santos on track. Who knows? I, I mean, honestly, like Davison De Los Santos is sort of an ideal home run derby really is. candidate. He like, really is. I, I mean, I, it's only it's 50 plate appearances, right? He hasn't hit well in the fall league. Right. But that doesn't mean don't be fooled into thinking that Davison De Los Santos doesn't have the ability to hit home runs in a home run derby environment. Right, like right. he, I, I would not be. Than playing in I would not. I mean, game. Davison De Los Santos is a very large man, and you know when he knows what pitch is coming, which he will in the home run yeah. derby, uh, he could hit some of these a very long way. So I think I think we take away from the fall league pitching too much. I think we think like okay, well these guys should all be hitting, but in a way the fall league I mean, is kind of an all star. Mix of it is, minor it league is. guys. I will right? say that the fall league is generally a hitter's league because what, what tends to happen is that a lot of the top pitching prospects in organizations, like we've seen here with the Diamondbacks, is those guys hit their innings limits and then they're not eligible to pitch in the fall league. They don't have right. any more innings. Right. Whereas the guy like Jordan Lawler, even after playing an entire season in the minor leagues, can still play in the fall league because he's a position player and you don't have to deal with innings limits. So you do tend to have a disproportionate number of like top-notch position player prospects and not necessarily top-notch pitching prospects, yeah. um, which the rafters have suffered from quite a bit, right? Definitely. Like their pitching has not yeah. been great. But, um, but, but you're right. There's still a lot of good pitching in, in the league. For it, sure. There is. There is. And honestly, after losing their first eight games in a row – the Salt River Raptors yeah. are now 11 and 13 and are honestly right back in the hunt. The entire league is kind of right around a, like 500, right? Like I think some of the better teams are like 14 and 14 or something like that. So like there is not a lot of 14 and 10. Yeah, there's is not the top much league. separation. Right. And there the are Salt only River three Raptors, games behind the best team. Yeah. And, and I mean, they're in last still, though, but it doesn't matter. I mean, that just shows how close it is. So 
there's uh, one week after the home run derby left or after the fall stars game on Sunday. Uh, that's it. I mean, there is no time left. So the championship game is one week after that. Who knows what can happen, right? I mean, there's there's a little bit of baseball left to play, and maybe uh, maybe the Rafters just sneak in there somehow, some way. Maybe they're like the Phillies. They just catch fire at the end. That's all they need to do. But come on out and watch the Home Run Derby with us because it's going to be fun regardless who's hitting balls. And, yeah, you're right. Like, there was a response about Davison De Los Santos to our account about it kind of being like, is that something you really want to do with somebody that's struggling the way he is right now? And I, Michael McDermott, of all people, had a <laughs> sensible answer, right? He was like, think you're overthinking it. Like, we, we love you. We love we you, love Michael. You, Michael McDermott. <laughs> and he got the greatest response because it is like, yeah, it's a home run derby. But, I mean, it's basically just batting practice where they're trying to, you know, smash the ball, right? It's not even like yeah. it's that serious of a, of a situation. And that's the reason why, like you said, a guy like De Los Santos could all of a sudden have himself a hell of a day because it's not – it's really just taking BP, right? So, yeah. Well, um, and this isn't like the home run derby – during the regular season where you still have half a season to play afterwards. Like they hit, there's like three games after the home run (laughs) derby. So I I don't think you're too worried about that. He has a whole off season ahead of him. Yep. Uh, But as we said, make sure to come out, join us, join us at mountain Mike's. get yourself plenty of four peaks while you're there. Uh, We're also teaming up with our friends from four peaks to host all us and Mexico world cup matches at their eighth street pub. Enjoy beer specials, giveaway guest appearances from Phoenix Rising players, who knows who's going to be there? I'll be there. I'll, I'll wear a sash so that I identify myself. Because they say sometimes I just blend in wearing these shirts, and I don't know how that's possible. Jesse, <laughs> but, uh, make sure to join us out there. We're going to have a good time. Check the link in the show notes to, to register for free for that event. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy Four Peaks beer and enjoy responsibly. Also, spruce up your home this fall before we get to Football championship season, playoff season, playoff basketball season. Got to get ready for that. I don't know so much about the Cardinals, but the Suns are looking pretty good. So spruce up your home and get ready for all of the sports action uh, like we have around this office over at More Furniture with their fall sale. Uh, Plus, you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend over at More Furniture. So uh, get yourself uh, some new furniture. I'd still love to get myself a new desk chair. And uh, yeah, they won't. They're not going to give it to you. They still have the signs up, the pictures of me. But uh, we guys, we thank you so much for joining us again. Make sure to join us out there for the Home Run Derby. We will be back tomorrow. We'll see how this World Series swings. This has been pretty fun to watch. So Aaron Nola on the mound for the Phillies against Christian Javier tonight. I mean, so. he's still, I, I think he's still devastated by le- losing the King Brother crown to Austin Nola. But uh, if, his, <laughs> if his team wins the World Series, I think he kind of gets it back. So You really think Aaron Nola is still thinking about that like RBI single that his brother hit against him? Every when, single day. When Aaron Nola's every, team beat the Padres four games minute. to one. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you, Jesse? Day. Wouldn't you think about it? If your brother... Um, bested you in something say and then okay. texted you every day like a gif of it your brother beats you in <laughs> ping pong is that what austin nola is doing right now probably that's what i would okay so my, my brother beats me in ping pong okay yeah and, right and and okay so this is a tournament setting right it's you're in a round robin okay. thing and your brother beats you you advance out of your round robin but your brother never lets you hear the end of it do you not think about it in the future no no because I advanced and he didn't. He just flat out lied to us. Yeah, no, I no, I'm him. being dead serious. I if I if I advance, I think ping pong is not even a great comparison because it's like an individual sport, right? So like in that instance, if you advance, then like you did it all on your own 
and I, you just like got farther than your brother did, even if he yeah, beat you in one know. game. Uh, this I could understand because like right. Aaron, sibling rivalry over everything. I'm I'm, I'm all for a good it. sibling rivalry. Yeah, I just it. I just don't think Sorry. Aaron Nola is you know kept up at night because he just can't stop thinking. If, if about I was Austin Nola, I would find the most high quality image of that I could. I would blow it up. I would frame it and I would ship it to him right in the middle of the World Series. That's what I would. And do. in a few days, you know? Aaron Nola could come up and show him his yep. World Series ring, yeah. and I don't think Austin Noah would be talking anymore. <laughs> the confidence so. of this guy. Phillies in what? Four? Five? What are we doing here? Well, six. <laughs> I still have Astros in six, technically. But at this point, I have uh, to acknowledge the possibility that the Phillies uh, win this thing in Elizabeth the end. Elizabeth so. says we all know the truth. It would eat Jesse alive. Oh, and my that's gosh. The truth. So, anyway, <laughs> we got to give Jesse a, a movie assignment. So let's make sure to do that. What, tomorrow we'll do that? Sure. You know what? Sure. Here's what I'm going to do. You have to pick a theme. I don't care what your theme is. Pick a theme. Give us a theme. Oh, they're picking the theme. You now. give us a theme. Oh man, I'm gonna let you pick four movies. If you send us, if you send me a theme and four movies of your choice, we'll 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 mull them over. We'll see which one we like the best, and we'll give uh, everybody a vote on which one of those four. So you're gonna have them gonna pick win. the theme. Avatar. They're gonna pick the four movies. No, and then they're gonna vote on which one I want. <laughs> yeah. You're giving these people entirely too much I know, power. This Derek. is good. This is good. So all right. <laughs> Make sure to look for that on our Twitter account. Of course, that's at PHNX underscore D-backs. Until then, you can follow us both. I'm at P, uh, Cap underscore Caveman with a K for some reason. This guy over here is at Jesse N. Friedman because, of course, he is. And all roads lead to <laughs> at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for joining us here in the chat on YouTube and on Twitter and everywhere. Uh, the Discord, everywhere you guys are at. And make sure uh, we can thank you for joining us on Saturday because we want to see you guys all out there. Uh, Till then, on behalf of Faj, Jesse, and myself, we appreciate you so much. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you beat your brother at baseball. <laughs>